Hello, and welcome to the Talent Empowerment Podcast, where we lift up people leaders so they can lift up their organizations. I'm your host, Tom Finn, co-founder and CEO of LegUp. Together, we'll learn how to drive people innovation, how to transform HR into people ops, and how to secure buy-in to disrupt the status quo. And as I like to say, it's finally time to stop smoking on airplanes and update your people strategy. Let's transform your organization and move from a culture of talent management to talent empowerment. This week's episode of the Talent Empowerment Podcast is brought to you by LegUp's Talent Insurance, an inclusive people development platform designed to help HR leaders empower their people through one-on-one professional coaching. With results like a 66% improvement in avoiding burnout, a 54% jump in leadership skills, and a 73% increase in job satisfaction, LegUp guarantees improved employee well-being, productivity, and retention. In fact, they ensure it. Your people stay or they pay. Visit LegUp, that's L-E-G-G-U-P dot com to learn more. And without further ado, this is Talent Empowerment. Welcome to the Talent Empowerment Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, where we lift up people leaders so you can lift up your organizations. I am your host, Tom Finn, and today my guest is someone who is obsessed with all things employee engagement and HR tech. Partha Neog, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on this show. Really excited to talk about employee engagement well, I got to tell you, before we get started, um, you are going to love Partha's background. It is rich and deep. Uh, he currently serves as the CEO and co-founder of Vantage Circle. He's got over two decades of expertise in product and executive management. He's got a proven track record of scaling wonderful businesses, um, and he was instrumental in the conception and the launch of a company called 99 Acres. Now, Partha gained valuable experience in a ton of industry verticals while working for organizations like Aricent, Hughes Software Systems, Bharat Electronics, and through his association with several companies and HR departments, and, and over many years, he's gained deep insights into the employee engagement space, and we're going to spend a lot of time on that today. Partha's vision for Vantage Circle has helped it become one of Asia's leading technology companies, as well as one of North America's and Australia's fastest growing employee engagement platforms a global savant, if you will. Uh, he has done it all and is doing it on a global scale. So let me start with the basics, Partha. What does employee engagement mean in today's workforce? Thanks for the wonderful introduction, uh, Tom. I know, uh, to dive uh, directly into the question. You know, so for me, employee engagement, it's, 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 it's made up of a lot of different uh, things, okay? But overall, if I look at who's an engaged employee, an employee who goes beyond the job description. Okay. Uh, so everyone has their job description, but beyond that, what does it mean? Okay. okay. What do I think about the company when I'm in the shower? I mean, there's an extreme. That's a little bit of an extreme part of it, but that's an engaged employee. You know, uh, I've seen some of my uh, colleagues who like suddenly on a Sunday, say, hey, we got this brilliant idea. You know, what do you think about this? So that was not the person's job to do that. Okay. But Suddenly, they got excited about some idea. So I think that's engagement. And the second part of your question, uh, which is like, what is it in today's world? Okay. Now, I look at it as the difference between, you know, maybe a couple of decades back and now is that 
people are not going doesn't mean that an engaged employee will not leave your company okay they will work with you for some time they have better career opportunities or for whatever reasons they might leave but as long as they're in the company they're fully engaged you know i i i my analogy for this is a marriage you know as long as you're married you love each other you're engaged you're dedicated to each other but you might divorce you know for various reasons you know you but then it's a different story so as long as you're in the company you are engaged but people might move on so i think that's a little bit of shift which we have seen uh, and uh, over i think uh, compared to a, a few decades back well i i love that i i love the idea and the visual of how do you feel about your company in the shower right i mean that's really that is engagement do i feel excited to get to work in the morning do i feel empowered do i do i feel like i want to be there and go beyond my job description and i think that's a beautiful way of sort of surmising so much detail i mean there's a lot of detail behind it um which we'll get into as well but before we get into all the detail there tell me a little bit about you um you you have this wonderful career going in in multiple verticals very successful and then all of a sudden you decided to become an entrepreneur and build something 10 or 11 years ago uh called Vantage Circle so tell us about that journey i th- i think i i felt disengaged uh, from my company uh where i was working and and that's why i decided to look out but uh, on a serious note you know uh, it is not uh, the what we are today what vantage circle is today is not something which i had the vision for it was just that let me just start something i want to start something on my own uh, there so we started off with a very basic stuff we said hey let's catch this corporate niche okay and let's provide the employees in this large companies deals and discounts okay special pricing on products and services uh, there so what happened was uh, we went to these companies and we said hey Uh, lots of brands are out there right from your neighborhood restaurant to the samsungs and the apples who want to provide your employees with a special pricing uh, of products but you can't manage all those things we will manage all these things for you you will give us access to your employees we become this the, the, the channel through which all these brands reach out to your employees so that's where we started from and and uh, uh, you know brands used to pay us money as a marketing channel to use this as a marketing channel and 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 hr loved us because you know their employees was were getting you know all these great offers uh, specifically to to the corporate audience you know and that's, that's where it started that's part that's perks right partha so we would call yes, that sort of yes. employee benefit perks there's a perk yeah. platform that's built i get discounts on uh maybe my phones or TVs or or a variety of, of services even True. tickets to amusement parks and things of that nature absolutely absolutely but but when we started doing this uh, what happened was we started talking to this engagement teams okay the the employee engagement employee benefits team inside these large companies by the way the very nature of our business meant that we couldn't go after those 100 people companies because the brands used to pay us only for large audiences right so we we had to go to a very enterprise kind of clients so some of our biggest clients or, or the first few clients were actually 100000 plus uh, companies we were ourselves surprised that they trusted us uh, and uh, uh, but when we start talking to these people what came out was there were lots of gaps which this hr uh, was facing uh, and where uh, they're looking for tools and platforms or solutions to help drive the engagement you know? uh, and that from there we started with the different modules okay we started the next module which we started was the rewards and recognition uh, space 
Rewards and recognition primarily is has two components. One is the social recognition. You see on LinkedIn, you know, thanks Tom, and I give kudos to Tom, uh, happy birthday Tom, work anniversary, whatever. Those kind of things, the recognitions inside the company uh, uh, network, uh, that's a recognition part of it. And the second part of the rewards and recognition is the is the rewards. What do you give out people some uh, points and then redeem it against? Gift cards, products, uh, merchandise, all these kinds of things. Uh, there has been a shift. Uh, we will talk about it later. Uh, but that's the rewards and recognition space, which, which we entered around 2015 uh, there. And, uh, uh, and our first client who took it was we, we custom built it for them. And we never thought that there's a market in this. Okay, we just said, okay, this, they asked us, let's do this uh, for them. Which uh, is the way, which is the way most great companies are built <laughs> is customer centric, yes. yeah. right? I mean, you start with my customer has a problem. Uh, or even if you're in HR, you start with uh, my organization has a problem and how do I find the tools and resources to solve it? Uh, and rewards and recognition is, is one way of doing it. You know, my, uh, my, my parents always told me, they said, you know, points means prizes, right? Anytime you can rack up points, you get prizes. And uh, I think that's really Absolutely. the fundamental component of, uh, of rewards and recognition. Absolutely. And I think that uh, you bring a very interesting point there. Uh, one is customer centricities, which tells us what they require. But it also told us one more thing, that big companies, they were already vendors. It was not like they had to ask us. There were lots of players out there in the market whom they could have just gone and right. taken the product off the shelf. Large companies, a vendor onboarding is such a major headache. You know, They would rather work with the existing, uh, their partners whom... It's a known devil is better than an you know, unknown person. So uh, they rather work with the existing vendor than go out and search for you know, a new partner or in this space. Now, that's where the next part of our journey started. We said, okay, we do this rewards and recognition. But they're also looking for a wellness uh, solution. You know, wellness from an engagement point of view, not wellness like you reduce your insurance premiums kind of thing, but reduce uh, as in like engage, how to engage employees in wellness activities there so we built up a wellness platform we call this it the vantage fit today and and that really took up during the covid and the last two years is where we have seen a lot of you know uptake on that product the vantage fit uh, product there um and and then uh so, so i would say we worked connected the dots later on it was not like we had a huge vision about employee engagement but as we started working with these guys and as we started developing these products we realized that hey, we can connect these dots together to employee engagement. You know, everything is around employee engagement. And, and the most important part of employee engagement was how do you measure that? Okay. And that's something which we didn't do. And really, this is something which we should have done in the, the very beginning. So we, we started the last module, which we have currently, which is the Vantage uh, Pulse. It's, it's basically a, uh, a dipstick, a sentiment analysis tool, which finds out overall what the mood is in the company across different categories of or different uh, areas, uh, how the mood is in the company. And uh, think about it like a walk across, a walk in, in your in a floor. You know, if when you walk around in your floor, your employees are there. You don't need to talk to every employee. You just talk to two, three employees. You get a sense of what's happening inside the company. So. The same thing is becoming pretty popular in, in this remote working uh, space. You know, you, you can't walk around now. So you have to get the sense of it. So we developed this. So while I mentioned that this is our last product, I mean, this is the last product as of now, there are other areas of engagement where we see uh, 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 that 
there's some gaps which we can fill up. So I think there's a beautiful story here uh, for entrepreneurs that are listening that you don't have to have all the answers on day one. You just have to take that first step. Uh, and you've got to have enough confidence to say, I'm going to build the first thing. And then as I go, I'm going to learn. And your, your story uh, is one of learning from your customers. And if you think about it, you've got Vantage Rewards, uh, which we talked about, right? Points mean prizes. Um, Vantage Perks, which is where it all started uh, with uh, providing discounts for large employers. Uh, Vantage Pulse, which, is, as you said, is a, a moment in time uh, test to see how people are feeling. And then the fitness part, which which is really the wellness or well-being part, which typically relates to some sort of physical activity uh, to help people feel better and function more effectively at work. We know that our brains and our bodies are very well connected. Uh, and so all of that comes together in a product suite. But it didn't have to start there, I guess, is the secret, right? Absolutely. I mean, if I write a book, I'll say that, you know, I had a big vision someday and that I'll become like this. No, it, we, we just, uh, you know, built it al along the way uh, there. Uh, and I think it is also, uh, uh, you know, most companies, I would say, uh, we don't give value to the serendipity of it. You know, uh, if you if you can survive for a few years, okay. I mean, if you get VC funded and loaded and all this, that's a different journey, which is there. We, we have been bootstrapped, uh, there and, and we've come, become a very profitable company in the last three years, but it's been a 10 year, 11 year journey uh, for us. So I give a lot of importance to this whole serendipity thing. You know, luck happens. You know, it, it comes out. I mean, there, you just have to grab that, you know, but just give it some time. It, it might not happen in the first one or two years, but it, it does happen. So how did you how did you make that switch from being sort of Asia centric? You're based in India. Um, you're building this really cool company, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're or you're growing in the United States and you're growing in Australia and you're you're in these big global markets. In you know, in addition to a huge global market in India. And so help me understand that. How did you decide to go international and what and what did that look and feel like? So, so uh, just take a step back on, on certain things. So. We never, till 2019, we never thought beyond India. Okay. There was, and there still is a lot of potential and, and we've just scratched the surface there. Uh, but again, I would give it to the serendipity. You know, we were working with one client in India. It was a global client and, uh, they had a huge office in the U.S. And, uh, so two years back, the U.S. office had taken some other partner, a local partner there, and the India office had taken us and, and, uh, the other partner messed up. Uh, so, uh, so already a trusted partner in India, they were looking for someone to someone to replace them. And then we got, uh, and somehow they trusted us and they took uh, us there. Uh, now that was the first entry. And when we got that, what we realized is we started thinking, okay, why are we not going after the bigger markets like the US market or the European markets or Australian markets? Fundamentally, everyone, every company in the world, let's say about 50 people would be thinking around employee engagement. Okay. What they do is different. I mean, they might be doing using some technology platform. They might be doing some physical activities, all these things, whatever they do, but they're thinking about engaging their employees. Now, our software is something which can be used across anywhere. So why are we restricting ourselves to only India? So we said, hey, let's try out in the U.S. Now that we've got one client, which gives us the confidence that this is a product which even the U.S. audience can use. Okay. 
So, if, and they were about 60,000 people company, okay, in the US, they had 60,000 employees. So, such a large organization trusting us, using our platform, being very happy about, with it. We said, okay, let's try it. And then 2020, we started you know, going into the US market and COVID, right? So, uh, immediately, like we, you know, we couldn't travel there. Uh, and initial market is, it's again a, a new entrepreneurial journey for us. You know, we, in India, we have, but in the US, it was an entrepreneurial journey for us again. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Now, uh, so 2020 was lost there, but we still believe that the market was there uh, uh, in the U.S. And 21, we hired a few couple of people there and we got pretty good traction uh, in the U.S. now. Uh, it is still, I think, um, we don't have a brand presence as strong as in India, which we have. India, almost like every HR would know about us. Uh, in the U.S., we don't have the presence, but that's what we are working on uh, right now. But the entire world, I would say, if you can manage the language capabilities, I think the entire world is is there uh, with this platform. Well, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I mean, these platforms are very scalable, uh, and uh, language is really cultural differences and language sort of tied together as the component that we have to be thoughtful about when we go international. But I, I think my question for for HR leaders out there, you know, as you're as you're thinking about partnerships and you're thinking about those to bring in, I wonder if they if they give an Indian based organization the same credibility and the same leverage within their own organization as they do an American-based company or an Australian-based company. Um, I, I just wonder if if you get the same airtime as uh, as more localized organizations. Do you feel like you do? No, I think, uh, and it, it's, see, it's human behavior, human nature, right? So I would trust the guy whose, whose house is next door to me. And then, you know, someone staying off in, uh, staying in the U.S., you know, I don't even know who that person is. Uh, however good the product is, okay, so that will always remain. And, and understand that this is a product which affects the entire company. It is not a CRM tool for five sales guys, which they take today. If they're not happy, they take the next product, okay, or they move on to the next product. This is a product which will affect all the employees, okay? So... The mentality is the old one. No one gets fired for buying IBM, right? So yep. uh, the same thing here. Why would someone risk something, you know, which they haven't, you know, used it themselves or haven't uh, seen them? So that air, I would say the airtime is there, but the confidence level is what we're trying to build it now. So we have this client list. We have a referenceable client across the globe. Uh, we, uh, we are investing a lot uh, on our brand. We are investing a lot on our thought leadership. You know, uh, in this R&R space, in the rewards and recognition space, uh, we find a lack of, you know, uh, good material, good, uh, you know, white papers on how to go about designing this program. So we invested in a, in a, in a center of excellence uh, for that. We're hiring local people, you know, the cultural nuances which are there. So in the U.S., we have hired U.S., uh, you know, uh, I mean, U.S. folks there. Not We have not posted someone from India to the U.S., so all these cultural nuances are there, uh, which we're totally aware and appreciate that. And, and uh, but it, it just takes a little bit of time. That's it. Yeah, it, it sure does. So if you were, if you were sitting back and thinking about sort of the future of where, where this is going and you had your crystal ball, uh, where, where would you go uh, with this, with this market and this model? What do you think's next for HR leaders that are really trying to dig into this this turnover tsunami and figure out why people are leaving. What's the next product set or the next pivot or or the next thing that's coming in this space? 
So I would not say pivot, but I think the focus is is slowly coming. So one is this: in the last two years, the demand has increased hugely. Okay, now the great resignation, as they say, the great resignation is happening. There, uh, companies and HR leaders feel the need for an engagement, you know, for employee engagement, and they're looking for what tools are there to engage uh, their employees. Okay, so that focus has already come in. But some of the mature organizations who have been using these kind of products, you know, not just our product, but any of the products out there in the market, have now started asking more deeper questions or answering fundamental questions like, okay, how is it connected to my performance management? How is it connected to my attrition? Okay, All those data which is there and the analytics and the insights are going to be more and more important than the, just the user interface and you know giving out rewards or doing a wellness challenge kind of thing. Data. I mean, how how can we use all this data, create a profile of the person, to create an understanding of what's happening in the company? I think the focus is going uh, there. And see, I mean, I would love to use the drop in the AI and the ML there, but you know, that's there. Okay, whether it's used or not doesn't matter. We still have without all these things itself. There's so much stuff uh, out there. You know, all intelligence may not be artificial. You know, so uh, we can use this data. To build a lot of insights for you know for the HR leaders and not just us. I mean, there are lots of players working in this space, or moving in the direction. And do you feel like pulse pulse work and understanding your employee population is that critical to building a strategy going forward for HR leaders? It is. It is. Uh, I mean, it is so uh, uh, critical. I mean, we didn't realize that, and that's the CEO CXO dashboard. Okay, when I look at all our products, I as a CEO, I think that is the most valuable insight which I get. I mean, are and are the tools to increase engagement, the wellness of the tools to increase engagement, but what's happening currently? Okay, maybe my US team is uh, all engaged, my India team is not. Okay, if I can slice and dice this data to see, are my women employees uh, engaged? Okay, even a diversity and inclusion parts, okay, Certain, you know, diverse candidates, you know, are they engaged or not engaged? Okay, that'll give you a lot of insights. And and the beauty of it is you don't need too much data uh, to just pull up these insights, you know. Uh, just a sense of what is happening can give you the insight and then you can dig deeper. For example, we have found that uh, on, in the category of relationship with uh, with managers, our women employees are actually less engaged with their managers compared to the uh, the, the men there. Uh, and we're trying to find out why. Uh, and, and we're not sure yet why, but some of these things which have come up is very, very, uh, you know, you don't need analytics for that. You can always make up. They go out, they go out more for the drinks with the bosses, right? Uh, the guys go out more, the women go less, uh, at least in my, in our organization. Maybe that is one of the reasons. We don't know. We have not started digging deeper, but these insights are very important as a starting point for you know you to work towards certain uh, you know solutions. Yeah, and you you talked about sort of engagement of of female leaders and female managers within a company. Is there anything you all do specifically for um, uh, women in the workplace? Uh, that that provide tools, additional resources to help climb the ladder, to help build those relationships within an organization. So uh, the good thing is that we didn't we didn't 
put a specific focus that we hire women employees more or something like that. But overall, we have about 42% of our employees are women employees. Our employees are women. So uh, that has happened. But I see what one problem which is which we are facing. We, of course, provide certain, you know, tools or certain special access and all those things are there for women employees, which we do. Uh, but one thing which I sometimes feel is that the leadership needs more women. Okay. Employees, overall, we have a good population. 42% women are there. But I am making the decision for the women. You know, when I say I, I mean the management is making. The management, which is the top two, three people in the company are all men, right? So how can we ever understand that part? So if I had women leadership uh, in that, that would have helped to make uh, better decisions for, for this. So I think we're lacking in certain areas uh, and we are work, but we are aware of that. And we are working towards that where the leadership, if we can build up the leadership team of uh, women, I mean, bring in women in the leadership team, we'll be able to solve more of their problems and make it more inclusive. You know, just hearing you talk, I, I just want to stop and say thank you. Thank you for being a real leader in today's market and saying, we're not perfect, uh, uh, We are, but we recognize we're not perfect and we're going to do something about it uh, to bring more female leaders into le- leadership and management roles in, in my company. And, and I love that because it doesn't have to be uh, that we all wake up and everything's perfect and everything's diverse and everything has equity and everything has inclusion. It's that we need to figure out how to get there. And and it's leaders like you, Partha, that are trying to do this with an open heart and an open mind and saying, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm not perfect yet. Right. And and thank you for having the space and the and the heart to be able to say that because um, some people would cover it up, right? I mean, let's be honest. Some CEOs would say, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I've got it all covered. Don't worry, right? And they're sort of sweeping it on the rug, which is the absolute wrong way to go about it. And the fact that you've got this open mind and open heart, I think, uh, you know, if you're an HR person out there, that's got to speak to you, uh, that the CEO is really thinking about this and and recognizing that there's work to do. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's very, very important. And uh, uh, we all have to work towards it. We all come up with our own biases, right? I mean, it's not, the world was not the same. So I'm 47 uh, and, and the world was not same when I was 15 uh, there. And when most of our behavior, most of our thinking, most of our biases are formed around that in our teenage years, right? So that has changed. So we also have to adapt to it. And I think running this company uh, tells us that we have to adapt for everything. Uh, so, so we have adapted as a company and as a human being also, I guess we have to uh, adapt uh, to changing situations. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And since, since we're on this topic, I want to talk about sort of rewards and, and recognition and, and service awards. And, you, you know, we, we want to lift people up. We want to empower employees within all levels of our organization. So, so what's your take on, on rewards um, you know, what's your take on swag? Uh, you know, where, where do you think the real value is in rewarding employees to lift them up? I, I, thank you, Tom. I think this is a very, very important question. You know, when we have spoken uh, to lots of HR leaders, rewards, they, they identify rewards with, with the service awards, with the company branded merchandise, the swag, which is there. Okay. You have completed five years, here's the watch for you. Okay. Uh, with the company brand, so you can't wear it anywhere. So, uh, so, uh, so, 
Oh, hold hold on a four. second. I, I hope everybody heard that. So here's your five-year watch with the company <laughs> brand on it so you can't wear it anywhere, right? Because you're not wearing your company branded watch on the weekends with your, your friends True. and family going to the park or whatever it is you're doing. I, I love the way you said that. I've, I feel the same way. We all, we all put our logos over everything, right? And all of a sudden, right. who wants it? True. No, I, I, I think that's where some of that, I mean, I'm not saying it is not happening, but the, uh, many people, many HR uh, folks uh, actually uh, confuse rewards with that part of this. Okay, so that part is a small part. That's the catalog business, what we call in our business, the catalog business. Okay, lots of players are out there in the market who can provide that. So that is not important. That's like given. Anyone who brings in this R&R has to give that solution to you anyway. There's not too much differentiation there. We feel uh, recognition part, the, the other R, R&R, rewards and recognition. The second R is something which you know companies should focus on. That is the whole purpose of doing this whole, uh, uh, your rewards program in a company. You know, the recognition which brings in, that brings in the engagement. How you bring the recognition. So we have this framework called the AIR framework, right? So appreciation, incentivization, uh, uh, reinforcement, and the emotional connect. Now, if you recognize a person, an automated mail goes to you, Tom, here's your five-year five anniversary award. Please go and collect uh, your watch from the, you know, from somewhere. Uh, so that's not going to do anything. But imagine your team lead uh, comes in and says in front of, you know, an audience, you know, whether it's a virtual audience or, or a physical, physically present, Tom, it has been a great, you know, five years with us. We really love the way you work. Just two minutes, one minute, okay, tells you. The connect immediately happens. Now, you see what is happening there. You are getting more engaged. You might actually not like the company, but at least it adds up something, okay? It adds a little bit extra to that. And service awards. Well, service awards are for five years. But what about the daily thing? What about the weekend which you work for me uh, and you help me uh, on a different project? Okay, what do I do about that? Right? I want to thank you. I don't have money. I might have just a uh, hundred bucks with me or fifty bucks. Uh, so what would you? I can't give you fifty bucks, you know, Tom, for helping me out. So I say, hey, Tom, I know. Uh, uh, I thank you in front of everyone. A shout out in front of everyone. That's where the difference comes in. Okay, that's where the impact will come in. And and HR needs to focus on that part more uh, recognition, and that is evolving, and that is evolving to give you more and more insights uh, there. So that's how you know. That's what I would say. I mean, you asked me the question, what do you think about uh, the service awards? Great, but also focus on the other part, which is more important. Yeah. So I, I think to to wrap that part up, I, you've got. Uh, rewards and recognition, which is R and R, and I'm going to come back to that in just a second. So you've got rewards and recognition, and what you're saying is, look, if you want to give out the five year watch, great, wonderful, do it, but don't do it quietly. Don't do it, uh, you know, with a box that shows up at the person's office. They open it by themselves. They see the watch. That might not have the same impact as if we're in a public setting and we are lifting people up by saying we're so proud of the work that this employee did. And we're just, we're so grateful to have you on the team and, and let that shine in front of everybody else, then give them the watch and say, and, and here's the watch or here's the 50 bucks or here's the, you know, whatever the company can afford at scale for their organization. Um, and, and you're right. I think, uh, at times we, we tend to send the box to the office or the home office and say, Hey, we, we checked the box and we didn't necessarily do public praise, uh, right for those employees, and and we all need that. Uh, we all want to 
feel feel rewarded from our company. Now you have a different version, my friend, of R and R rewards and recognition. Uh, my version of R and R, I have a British mother, uh, and her her version of R and R was rest and relaxation. Um, so. <laughs> You know, it's uh, the same R and R, different different terminology, rest and relaxation, and maybe that is part of a global reward system at some point. That we do need to make sure our employees are taking that that rest, that relaxation, using their PTO, uh, using their their vacation days to make sure that uh, they come back with a clear mind, and uh, and that is part of a an overall wellness uh, and well being offering as well. True, true. I mean, so so. So this rest and uh, rest and uh, what did you say? Rest uh, and relaxation. Relaxation, very very important. I think I, I never thought of it that way, but thank you for uh, that. Uh, thing. I'll, I'll use this. Uh, so uh, so I, I think it's important for employees to get engaged. You know, this relaxation part of it, the whole uh, wellness part of it. I'm not saying you can't force you you as a company not take the responsibility of making you know uh, my employees fit, but I can nudge them. I can show them certain things. I can make it easy for them to do certain things, which is I allow them to take their leaves. Okay. I allow them to take their vacations, you know, uh, allow them to take a one hour break for whatever, some activities, which is there. I can just enable it. Okay. As a company, the rest uh, is, is up to the individual. You know, I can do everything, but people might still, you know, end up uh, with the unhealthiest of habits uh, there. Uh, these tools help you. These tools enable uh, the HR to provide the uh, the environment uh, for a you know a healthy place. So that that's how um, you know I would see. Yeah, and and HR leaders have the power. Uh, this this beautiful seat, this wonderful opportunity to bring in programs that support employees in all different ways, uh, and. It really is an employer-centric model that we live in in most countries around the world where we are only provided these types of services by our employers. Um, they're not just out there in the free market. And if they were, they'd be far too expensive on an individual basis for all of us to stack up these tools one by one for ourselves or our family. And so there's a, there's a wonderful opportunity, but also a great responsibility for HR leaders uh, to put the right tools in place and support employees, uh, both for their productivity, for their well-being, and of course, for the company, for their retention uh, of those of those folks as well. Now, now, what so love, the, love them till they are married to you. You know, that's <laughs> At right. Least love them till they are married to you. You yeah, can love them afterwards also. I, yeah. I I like that analogy too. Right? You're saying we're 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 married, and you're engaged if you're in the company, and sometimes the divorces do happen, um, and uh, and that's okay too uh, to have change uh, in an organization. So one of the things that uh, I'm passionate about, I know you are too, is this alignment of a mission and making sure that employees, their own personal mission and, and what they value is a part of the company that they work for, right? And that creates alignment. So help, help me understand your take on sort of mission and policy and, and adoption of employees and how that all fits together the right way uh, at a company. See, uh, I see that, you know, the engage, I mean, coming back, I'll answer this from an engagement point of view. So engagement tools and technology and platforms are one part of it. Okay. The other part, important part is the policies. Okay. Which is, which is there in the company. And when I say policies, I'm talking broadly about it. 
policies means what's the company's mission okay what kind of leaderships uh, leadership is available in the company okay are are the leaders trained and sensitive to the different and the diverse, uh, diverse you know workforce which is there you know so those policies also are very important now if you if you do all these all the rewards and recognition this wellness pulse measurement everything you bring in all the solutions okay but you your mission is not something which is really attractive to the uh, to the employee i think uh, it's not going to work out in the long term it's not going to and it doesn't need to be like a very very high a high flying mission you know to save the world or something like that you know it can be very simple mission you know uh, which can engage these employees but it's it's not like a black or white in the entire thing the tools the, the solutions which you provide the policies all contributes to the overall employee engagement you know uh, but if i can ask when, when i look at my own company uh, i see mostly what is driving we we we, we grew from about 50 odd people to 150 odd people in the last uh, one and a half years uh the first 50 people or the first 20 people i didn't have lots of coffee uh, office facilities like a nice fancy coffee machine and and and, and uh, all these table tennis uh, you know ping pong boards or something we didn't have that you know those are those help in the engagement but we didn't have but what we had was a very strong mission you know we said hey we're sitting in 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 a small town in india okay can we really take on the international giants okay the david versus you know, goliath kind of story that is what the missionary zeal of the employees what drove us to the stage where we are so i think that's important uh, but each play has its own role i mean your policies your your tools technology so yeah be- beautifully said i think um we're all trying to figure out the alignment between the mission of the company that match the policies that match the opportunities for advancement that are that are diverse equitable inclusive right across all different affinity groups it's so important that we're matching the core culture of an organization and then bringing in the products and services that support that mission uh and the values that are created um within an organization so so let me ask let me ask you this one Partha uh you've had an incredible career you've built this really cool company uh you're you're 10 years in has anything ever gone wrong or has it all been uh you know a golden road and and flowers being thrown at you along the way no i had this big vision when i was born that this will be like this you know so i thought you you are an entrepreneur you know uh, you're an entrepreneur you know i mean no entrepreneurship story uh, is ever a straight line you know uh, it's it has its ups and downs and more of the downs but the ups take care of the highs take care of all the downs i mean if you ask me would i do it again i think the answer is yes there's been so many downs okay so we when i created the original business plan we would have been profitable in year 1 we became profitable in year 7 okay so uh, uh, so you can imagine what could have gone wrong everything went wrong okay everything went wrong but at the same time a lot of things happened you know now when i talk about it some of those original hr uh, managers the mid level managers are now hr directors you know the the the, the senior chros so they have like grown with me and they know hey brother how our things going on there you know come over for a meeting you know they take you know they bounce off some ideas with me 
it happens okay all those things but to answer your question uh, it, it's it's every i i haven't seen any single entrepreneur who has uh, had a straight line you know journey well and i think that same philosophy and that same grit applies to those in hr roles um, which are some of the tough toughest roles to take on uh, on the planet because you're in charge of so many different policies and procedures and people and and there's a lot of law behind it and compliance and then there's the people part and that's what we do here we're we're looking to lift up uh, organizations and HR leaders so that they can uh, lift up their people as well. And I think you've done a brilliant job of outlining not only uh, what Vantage Circle does uh, from a business standpoint, but but really your thoughts on on probably my favorite when it comes to empowerment and engagement. How do you feel about your job in the shower, right? I mean, what a beautiful, <laughs> simple way of saying it. How do you feel about it? Um, and it really comes down to those type of moments as as leaders, as we move the company and try to create the right policies and structure and infrastructure um, to have a, a world class uh, organization. So I thank you so much uh, for being on the show. I mean, you, you're, you're clearly an innovator. Um, you're disrupting the status quo, and we love to we love to see that. So if I'm in HR, if I'm a people leader, if I'm around the world, uh, Partha, how how do we get in touch with you? What's the best way to find you, my friend? I mean, LinkedIn is, of course, there. Partha Nyog, I think uh, Tom, you'll be sharing that you know, name there. So you just search for me. Not too many Partha Nyogs in the world. So uh, uh, you will find me on LinkedIn there. And of course, VantageCircle.com. You know, reach out to any of our, you know, reach out to us through the website and uh, we can definitely connect and discuss uh, your requirements or just to chit chat. You know, we also have a lot of podcasts, uh, blogs, and all those things. We'd love to take views from HR folks there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're if you're thinking about rewards and perks, you're thinking about pulse work, you're thinking about wellness and fit, uh, Vantage Circle has uh, all of that available. But I think uh, what it really comes down to is um, great leadership from a terrific CEO who has uh, been in the trenches and continues to be in the trenches for his for his customers. So for that, Partha, we thank you uh, for being a part of our talent empowerment community and lifting up others around the world. Thank you, Tom. And I think you're doing an amazing job, job with this podcast of yours. I think this is amazing. And I'm, I'm lucky I, I know we connected. Well, thank, thank you so much. And thank you all for joining the Talent Empowerment Podcast. I hope this conversation lifted you up so you can lift up your teams and organizations. We'll see you on the next episode. But until then, let's get back to people and culture together. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Talent Empowerment. For more information on our show and today's guests, head to the show notes or visit talentempowerment.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening so you never miss an opportunity to empower yourself and your people. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps the show grow. And a final thank you to our sponsor, LegUp, and their people development program, Talent Insurance. To learn more about how they guarantee retention, employee well-being, and employee performance through one-on-one -on -one professional coaching, visit legup.com. That's L-E-G-G-U-P dot com.